recently somebody came to talk to me and they shared how they've really been feeling pretty lonely recently, really disconnected. And, and part of it is just the on and off nature of lockdowns and there was a relationship change and, um, in this person's life and some decisions years prior that had sort of come to sort of more fruition and they just were acknowledging that they felt really kind of distant from other people. And, and after they shared, they kind of looked at me almost as if they were kind of waiting, like, what would be my diagnosis, even my, my judgment of them? And what I shared is that, you know, actually, I think a lot of people right now for the last few years, we've, we've all had real seasons of feeling disconnected and, and lonely from one another. I think that's pretty common right now. I think all of us are, are hungry for, for meaningful connection and relationship after all we've been through. But I said, you know, I don't think it's just even the, the last few years. I think there's something uh, bigger about this. And, and then I shared that, you know, in the Bible, the first thing that God says isn't good, again, the first time that God says there's a, a problem on, on planet Earth is it's not human disobedience or human arrogance. And it's, it's actually not uh, when, when humans are mean to each other. The, the first problem in the Bible, the first thing that God says, this is not good, is when God sees that Adam is alone. The first problem in the Bible is loneliness. That's the number one problem. And the whole mission of Jesus Christ then is going to be to create and renew relationships. To create and renew and restore relationships first to us with God, but then to each other, and finally to all of creation. Again, there's a relational mission to Jesus to, to restore, to make us connected, to bring about, again, relationship with us and God, us and each other, and us and all of creation. And the person we meet, though, in, in our gospel reading today is a lonely person. Zacchaeus is lonely. Now, he's a tax collector, and it turns out that there's never been a culture or time where people like tax collectors. But in the Roman society, they were the, the worst because, well, the, the Romans went to a, a population they conquered and said, okay, you're going to be a, we're going to give a Latin name, a publicanus there, and um, your job is to collect money. And they would just go to a person and say, okay, you're the, you're the publicanus, the tax collector for Lydits, so this year we need a million bucks from Lydits. And you would go around with Roman soldiers, knock on people's doors and say, 5,000 please, 2,000 please, 1,000 please. And there was no recourse. There was no rebate in this system, right? You just had to pay. And you didn't know what they actually really wanted to charge you. And so they ended up often collecting a lot. And it was a position ripe with corruption. And the local countrymen tended to hate tax collectors. They viewed them as thieves and people who were actually funding the occupying forces. So again, Zacchaeus is a, is a lonely man. And what reveals just how estranged he is from his fellow country folk is that when Jesus is coming, they won't even allow him to sneak by to see Jesus. They literally are forming a wall so that he can't squeeze by. That's how much they dislike Zacchaeus. Again, he's totally separated from other people. But then Jesus shows up, and again, Jesus is on this mission to create and renew relationships with God and with each other. 
And Zacchaeus is then, this, he's so lonely, he's so desperate for human contact that he's climbing a tree. And Jesus looks at him. And Jesus says, get down from there. I want to go to your house. I want to be with you. I want to dwell with you. I want to eat with you. I want to talk to you. I want to hear about your life, Zacchaeus. And don't wait, but hurry and get down. Let's get on with this. And you can imagine then for somebody like Zacchaeus who's been feeling so alone, like nobody cares about him, to have Jesus just look at him, this, this celebrity. And you wonder again as Zacchaeus looks at him what sense he gets about finally who he's talking to. And he rushes home and he's so, so rejoicing. And even by the end of the story there, Jesus will, will claim Zacchaeus to be a, a child of Abraham, one of the tribe, one of the people. Again, it's a story about a lonely person being made whole within their community. Well, how does, again, one move from loneliness to relationship? This is where we all want to be. Well, it turns out that the secret ingredient for relationships has always will be vulnerability. This is the secret. When you're, it turns out, you know, when you court somebody, you think you have to be impressive and sweep them off their feet and capture their imagination. Well, you do. But uh, shortly after that, really after that initial courtship in a relationship, it no longer matters how impressive you are. What really matters is how you are vulnerable with the other person. How you share your hopes and your dreams and how you share with them the things that are harder, the underbelly of life, the, the things we're not proud of, our fears, our anxieties, our lonely moments. And if you look at relationships when they go off course, it's because the couple has stopped sharing that intimacy, stopped sharing what really their hopes and their dreams are with each other. But this isn't just uh, pair bonding or, or marriage or partnership. This is just friendship, right? We all want friends who have a good time with us, but eventually the music stops, and that's when we discover who our friends really are, right? The people who will walk with us and be with us in times of trial. The people whom we can be honest and vulnerable and share our lives with, again, what's really on our, our hearts, the challenge is that Zacchaeus is not a vulnerable person. In fact, he, he's a greedy person. In order to be vulnerable, you have to be secure, right? The only way you're going to open up is if you feel like you're secure. And the opposite of feeling secure, right, is insecure. And that manifests itself as greed in the case of Zacchaeus. Because he can't find security in people, so he's going to find it in things. He's going to protect himself and have money and take more, and that's how he's going to feel secure. But this utterly just puts up the battle armor between him and other people. And so again, Jesus is going to have to come, and Jesus is going to have to let him know that it's okay, Zacchaeus. I am with you. And when Zacchaeus senses then this affirming and this powerful presence of Jesus, it, it begins to transform his heart and he is freed up then to be vulnerable. And then he's actually able in front of everybody, he goes forth and what he says is, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start giving away what I have. What a sign that he's no longer sort of as insecure, but he's willing to be generous, right? He's, he's willing to be vulnerable and, and give up his, his source of strength, his money. But even more than that, he's finally willing to acknowledge and say that which his country folk had long wanted to hear, where he admits that he was being deceitful. 
And he says, look, you know, to the extent that I have defrauded anybody, I'm going to pay them back. What a vulnerable confession to make in front of everybody that, yeah, you know what, I cheated you all. And, I, and I'm going to make right on it. Again, it's this powerful moment of vulnerability that's going to start to allow the relationships to be healed. Jesus is at work here, his grace working itself out in the life of Zacchaeus in this town. But even as Zacchaeus, right, wants to make this grand confession, the townspeople are grumbling. And they're calling him a sinner. And they're disgusted that Jesus would eat with this tax collector. Why would you do this, Jesus? It turns out that if there's going to be relationships between us and other people, eventually there's going to have to be forgiveness. It doesn't matter how good of a job we do maintaining our relationships, eventually they get off track. Right? Eventually we say things that we shouldn't. Eventually we do things that we don't want to do. And we need to forgive others and receive God's forgiveness. But forgiveness is a profound act of vulnerability. Because in, in a way, it's, it's allowing somebody back in to hurt us again. Somebody responded to my sermon last week about reconciliation, and they, they said, you know, there's this person in our lives, we, we feel like it's, it's been many years, and we, we want to sort of put out a, an olive branch, a peace offering, but we're not sure if it's going to be received and sort of what mess awaits for us. Again, to really walk into forgiveness, walk into the relationships that God has called us to be in is an act of vulnerability. But Jesus has come, and Jesus is going to free up the hearts of this town and Zacchaeus to be vulnerable, to share, and to forgive. In other words, to have that restored relationship. So where does that leave all of us? Well, my sense is that all of us from time to time feel lonely. Even people that, again, their Facebook feed may look like they've got it all together. Again, we're all, we all know this feeling of wondering, am I, am I really loved? And, and I think there's also a way in which all of us from time to time will struggle with feeling secure. Economically, emotionally, in all sorts of ways. Where it's really our, our natural reaction is to put up our battle armor. To not let people know sort of what our hopes and our dreams are. Because then they might hurt us. It might not work out. We're going to be disappointed. Again, it's really easy for us to put that battle armor on. And I think it's all of us have, have lived with, with resentment. I think it's, it's easy for us to, to, not, to not want to take that step towards forgiveness again because it just, it hurt too much. There's too much of a chance of it going astray and awry. It's easy for us all to become sort of isolated fortresses with our battle armor on alone from each other. But Jesus has come. But Jesus has come. And Jesus, just as Jesus came to Zacchaeus in that village, Zacchaeus comes, the Lord Jesus comes to you this day and says that he wants to dwell with you to hurry up and get down from the tree. For Jesus again wants to dwell and to be with us. I said for humans, forgiveness requires vulnerability, but it also required vulnerability from God. You know, that, that Luther rose on the cover of your bulletins in the center is a cross. 
And you think about really what is the cross, but this is Jesus choosing to become lonely for us. This is Jesus choosing to be vulnerable and literally his arms stretched out for the whole world. With nails there, in fact, as he suffocates and dies, there's nothing more vulnerable than a cross. But Jesus does all of this, becomes the most estranged and alone that we might finally have the courage to love each other. Again, all this God does out of a gracious love so that then faith and relationships can grow until finally we again we get to that eternal circle where nothing is ever broken anymore and we live in, in peace with one another. On Reformation Sunday, this church, like all others, will probably sing a mighty fortress, a reminder that God is our refuge and strength. But the good news is that because God is the mighty fortress, we don't have to be. Instead, we can live with the courage to be vulnerable, to share our lives, and to forgive others, rejoicing in the good work that God has done for us. Amen.